to this yet another episode of dwn productions thc podcast sponsored i'm winded i haven't even smoked in fucking days joe sponsored by fast custom shirts here at boygob.com but most of you are watching it on the old youtube joe how was your thanksgiving uh, it was quiet, Tom. Um, yeah, we, it was just Lisa and I, so we just made enough food for the both of us. Kept it pretty uh, low-key, you know. I had game hens out on the smoker and the grill to see which one would come out better and threw one out. Then I went and camped out. Did you say you food. threw one out? No. I didn't what, did say. You, what did you say? So see which one would come out better. And, and then, uh, after the that, smoker won out. Okay, one out. Okay, yeah, they were the better of the of the styles of cooking. You see, yeah, you like smoking meat. Yeah, and then went out to uh, hang out with Roop uh, at uh, Josie Records and camp out for for uh, record store. Black Friday sale or whatever the fuck they're calling this one because they seem to have these many times a year now and I'm too old to do this kind of shit but you know I get there Roop's already pretty drunk by the time I get there it's okay he's been there since four or so and he's been drinking since four I think I rolled up at around seven still that's not a lot of time now that I think about it but he was drunk and uh, I thought, man, you know what? He's not going to last very long. But hey, you know what? Scribbles was in town and he was there too. So uh, I thought, well, maybe Scribbles will stay up. But turns out Roop was out by 10 o'clock. It's cold that night. It was pretty fucking cold, Tom. And uh, I guess it was too cold for Roop. 
because he, you know, staggered his way to his car, turned it on, and was sleeping in the heat. Scribbles passed out, too, and eventually he crawled over into uh, Roop's car and sat in the heat. Now I'm the prick laying there just fucking cold, you know, got a little blanket over me, had my big jacket on, but it's, it was cold. It was cold. So, yeah, I don't know that I can do many more of these. I'm getting uh, long in the tooth, as they say, Tom, for these kind of adventures for the youths of this world. Uh, how how were you in line? I was, uh, you weren't last, were you? I was not last in line, although, no, that wouldn't have been cold no matter what. That's the point of this song. Uh, Roop is usually the first one there, uh, but this time he got beat out. There was a kid that got there at, uh, one. I say a kid, the guy was 19, you know, and, uh, so I asked him, well, what are you after? He said, uh, um, gonna get the new uh olivia rodrigo and i was like wait a minute that's the chick that was in that that uh hunger games hunger games that i reviewed not too long ago so like oh yeah she sang a lot in that she's a she's a singer she's a crooner tom as they call them he's yeah and i'm gonna get the eric carr album that's a guy that was in kiss for a while i don't know if he was the fox or the shaman or the fucking bull I don't know what they called him, but he wasn't one of the four original members. And, uh, but yeah, so Scribbles was right behind him and they put me next and then Roop. Uh, we all got the shit we wanted, I guess. Like I said, there wasn't really much I wanted, but, uh, I don't know. I like to say it was a good time, but being there, laying there in the cold with nobody to talk to or whatever is kind of lame. <laughs> You didn't want to talk to that. F- oh, you could have talked to him about the Hunger Games, I guess. Just hey, you like podcasts? It's like, hey, man, yeah. Why don't you watch this? You're on your phone right now. Hey, that's me. That's me talking about. <laughs> I mean, it's a memory, and at least you. <laughs> Excuse me. Don't have to uh, do that shit for concert tickets anymore. So. That's true. Yeah, they don't do that at all anymore, right? No. Yeah, now it's just waiting to queue online or whatever. Yeah, but do people, I don't think people even do that for stores anymore, like regular stores. That was a thing, like people would camp out at like Best Buy or Walmart for Black Friday. And uh, I saw on the news that they were saying that it's not like it used to be. I did that shit uh, once, uh, I don't know, a couple years ago, not so many with uh, my brother-in-law. Cause he wanted a TV or some shit or something. So I went with him to keep him company. It was only like two hours or so. Cause we went after Thanksgiving and I guess they opened up that night. I don't think he was able to get what he wanted. If I remember. Yeah. So most stores back then, they only had like, Hey, we got five of these, you know? So if you're not there, like the first one or whatever you're and like the cool thing about the record store thing is it's like tiered, you know, like you're first in line. They keep you in line as you go through like bins of all the shit that's, that's released for that day, you know, and there's somebody watching you can only take one copy. You can't go in there and like grab all the fucking Taylor Swift albums and throw them on eBay that day. So, so that's cool. They keep it pretty fair. At least they do at this store. I don't know how it functions at other stores. Maybe it is a free for all. Cause I know that's 
like what the Walmarts were like and people were fighting. You'd get all those videos the next day and shit. So what'd you end up getting? Anything worth the fuck? Like I give a fuck about music. <laughs> I got the soundtrack to Judgment Night. You remember that movie? No. No. Sorry, I keep remember keep forgetting that you got a little very small picture of me on your phone. So I have to verbally answer. Yeah. And uh, this is a and, podcast first. Right. Yeah. <laughs> let me grab <laughs> For the podcast listeners, Joe went to go grab the album so he can show it to you while you listen. <laughs> so Judgment Night, the motion picture. And then who was in this? I think Dennis Leary was maybe the killer. Like some assholes get lost in the city. Uh, let's see. Emilio Estevez, he was the main star in this, Tom. And it had also Cuba Gooding Jr. and Stephen Cuba. Dorff. Cuba. Yeah, and who directed it doesn't matter. But yeah, this has... <laughs> Sonic Youth. I fucking hate them. Yeah. Okay, and then I got the soundtrack to Blood Simple. And then I got some Amos Lee thing. And then in their shit that was not Record Store Day, I got the soundtrack to The Power. You remember this horror movie, don't you, Tom? Not at all. And Secret of Nymph, because it's Jerry Goldsmith, you see. <laughs> that and one I remember. X-Cops, which was a band for a little while that featured uh, um, members of war. And their gimmick is these guys are all X-Cops. So they're talking about uh, abusing people and you know violating your rights. And that's what all the lyrics are like. So, yeah. Those were my grabs for this. Uh, this it gets more than I intended to get, but I said, fuck it, I'm here. Give this a listen. If I don't like it, I'll give it to somebody that does. <laughs> yeah, uh, Black Friday, uh, the, all the uh, boutique labels, they put their uh, DVDs and Blu-rays, mostly Blu-rays and 4Ks now on sale and uh fucking ever since i found out about vinegar syndrome i can't remember if uh it was from the uh, dolomite movies or if it was when they first released jack frost when i i think it was jack frost because i think that was like their uh no i think they big... had first all right so shit well that might have been the first black friday sale that I took part in then is when they did a uh, Jack Frost. So ever since then, I would anticipate their sale and get ready for it. And this is the first year since then I didn't buy a fucking thing. What a lousy year they had <laughs> putting shit out. So I got a. If I remember correctly, you may have gotten the Dolomite movies at at Frightmare because uh, they no. were set. No, you didn't get them then. Because uh, I was waiting, because I knew you'd get them to for you to tell me what the transfers were like and if it was worth getting. And you said it's, eh, it was okay. <laughs> it's the best they ever looked, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> ah, damn, this hat is ill-fitting. But uh, yeah, I didn't get shit. Uh, this year's been kind of garbage. I think the only new releases I got from them this year was Frostbiter. 
and that was in the first month of releases. And then uh, Undefeatable, I think that one came out this year. And I would have got Showgirls if I didn't get the, uh, what was it, Sensual Cinema, whoever releases that label. They released it a year or so before with the documentary, so I picked that one up. Besides that, it was a bunch of who gives a fuck. They released uh, Redneck Zombies for uh, their Black Friday, whatever. I might get it. We'll see. I got a voucher on a credit card, so maybe. But I'm getting sick of fucking triple, quadruple dipping on these fucking movies. I'm sure it looks better because they cleaned it up, but... Yeah, um, you know, I've been liking these sets they put out of shit that like, hey, I've never had this on DVD or whatever, like some of the shit from Hong Kong or Mexico or whatever. But yeah, like you, like because you were sending me, hey, are you picking anything up? And yeah, I guess Roop was already asleep or whatever. So yeah, I started scrolling through there. And, and like you, I mean, other than Existence, the David Cronenberg movie, there was nothing really I wanted. And I didn't want to pay 45 bucks for existence you know i like that movie but my dvd is good enough you know it's certainly cheaper than 45 you know and that's a sale 45 bucks you know (laughs) like what's the regular retail then that they're gonna do on that well i mean it's their older their back catalog from like six months ago and before that's what they put half off but it really isn't half off like if you go to their website they have two prices they got a grayed out price with a line through it and this is just regular not during the sale and then they have a yellow price on top of it which is the price that they're selling it for like the msrp is the grayed out one with the line from it and so it's not half off the actual price that you're they're selling it for it's half off the fucking msrp grayed out price so really you're only getting like five six bucks off the fucking regular price so it's not like oh shit 50 percent off god damn so i mean they kind of get you like that but it is what it is uh severin i was thinking about getting the church but it was like fifth not not it's i know they gotta charge what they gotta charge and shit but 55 bucks for a blind buy of a movie I've never seen. I can't do that shit. I'm just you going off like- of like, oh, well, good. The old, <laughs> like, I just keep seeing the pictures of like this melded body form or something. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, that looks interesting. There's not a whole lot of that in the movie. That's another one. I have a DVD for that uh, from maybe that Euro shock label or something that was big back in the, in the two thousands. And that movie was really, really disappointing. Uh, really, that guy that they're pushing, Michael Sovai, or however it's said in the old country, Tom. Uh, maybe he pronounces it Michelle. I don't know. Um, Michelle. No, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like uh, De La Morte, De La Morte. I don't think that's a good movie at all either. Uh, Cemetery and I- Man sucks a dick for real, dude. Everyone was hyping that shit up back in the day. And then I finally got my hands on that fucking uh, Anchor Bay release that they only put like 20 out or whatever. And then it was going for big money. And I found one fucking cheap. And whew, that was probably the first time I was 
very disappointed and found out what overhyping a movie was. Yeah, and, and you know, a, a lot of people like that shit, so this is good for Severin, you know, this is good for our buddy David, you know, to acquire that and sell it. It's just not for me. It's not a movie I could recommend. Uh, going back to Vinegar Syndrome, they had, and they're still with this gimmick with the slip covers. You know, if you just want to buy some special slip covers, they did for this uh, this uh, Black Friday thing. They had those out there, and hey, if that's what you collect, that's what you collect, I guess. But uh, I don't think it adds any value or anything good to the movie. So I don't know. Not for me. It's awesome. I've been noticing on Reddit lately that uh, people are speaking up about fucking slip covers in this one hero. He had like a fucking a stack of slip covers and shit, and one was ripped off. It was like he ripped a piece off, and he's like, alternative uses for slip covers, and he wrote his grocery list on it. Fucking terrific. Uh, then I went and checked out Arrow, see what they had. And again, nothing i i love that movie conan the barbarian i think it has some of the best music of any movie ever made but again i don't need all that shit i don't need a bunch of postcards and you know i mean they they'll do like another making of but it's not like they're gonna talk to to the director or arnold or anything that's the thing with a lot of these big you know hey bonus features you know all right, you're talking to the schlubs, you know, the fucking, you know, co-stars or lower tier co-stars. Get the main guy if you're going to do some shit like this. It's just like these documentaries on, oh, we got this new documentary on it. Cool. Did you talk to Stephen King? No, no, no. Couldn't get him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Vinegar Syndrome, they're promoting their partner label shit. And that's because uh, they fucking don't let you buy any of the vinegar syndrome stuff in December because they're shipping everything. So they're just doing the partner label stuff, which I don't understand. It's all the same shit. So how are you going to ship this stuff? And it's whatever. But there's like a Stephen King banner up at top. And it's like, ooh, what's this movie? They're this Stephen King movie. It's the fucking documentary about the movies he uh the adaptations it's like the trailer's been out it has the yellow vial logo at the beginning of the trailer that's one of their partner labels so it's not like it's a big secret but it's out so we'll talk about that next week and hopefully get a couple clicks from it <laughs> um, but we'll see so like some of their partner labels i'll go through and i'll read some of the synopsis of them and some of them sound interesting, like I'd like to give them a shot, but not at that price. You know, this is the kind of stuff I would be doing, you know, like four for 20 bucks at uh, at Hollywood Video or something back in the day. This definitely, I'm not going to pay 25 or 30 for, like you said, like a blind buy. And this is a totally fucking blind buy, you know. It's like even your sense of smell is cut off for this shit. You don't know. And, and I I have a few. They're the same. Like, it's the same menus and the same quality of discs and packaging and all that. But some of it's, like, shot on video, which they said they're not going to do. 
until they said, okay, we're going to do it now with this new label we created with redneck zombies and shit. But there's some good stuff out there. Like Lieutenant Jangles is funny. Uh, shit and champagne's worth a watch. If you want to see like low, low independent movies and kind of learn from it, which you don't and see how they did that shit, but you are in the cross dresser. So maybe you'll fucking like that one. But I mean, I have a few, some of them are just as bad as the other shit vinegar syndrome releases. So I'm not the one wearing my hat, like some kind of, you know, backwoods homo, but okay. <sighs> Joe, <laughs> I was going to save it, but I'm a very hungry for emergencies you see but you know i just keep doing this the whole time and maybe we'll bring that back later and just clip and be like hey why is there a bite out of that sandwich that's supposed to be marmalade but there's nothing in it like super Jack <laughs> says tom's obsession continues <laughs> Let me take a drink of this so I can swallow this dry, <laughs> nothingless bread. Bread and water. Mm-mm. It's herbal tea. Ah, oh, good. Good, Tom. Because yeah. uh, it's almost 2024, and I wasn't going to get tested or anything, but I'm pretty sure I caught COVID again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a rough week just getting in the shop and working when I can. And on Thanksgiving, being away from everybody because I didn't want to get anybody sick and I didn't feel like eating. And finally, at like nine o'clock at night, I must be like, oh man, I got to try eating something and everything tastes like garbage. And I was just like, yeah, I remember Joe saying that was one of his symptoms when he got yeah. COVID. So. Hopefully it's not. I mean, it's not as uh, potent as it was, but still, it's not fun. So hopefully it's not what you got. Uh, well, I mean, and, I'm on the ass end of it now. So. Yeah, like you're all right. You seem like, uh, yeah, you're not zoning out or whatever, you know. I was in bed for a few fucking days. I threw up fucking twice, which I don't usually do. Like, I was fucking sick, but I was just like, God damn it. I got this sale coming up, which thanks to everybody who fucking got in on that shit. I appreciate it for sure. And uh, I was just like, oh, I got to get these forever faces worked on. So let me load up on medicine, slog my ass to the fucking shop and get some shit done. About a half hour in, I puked in my fucking mouth and I was just like, yep. Time to hit the old dusty trail and head back inside and lay down. <laughs> so after I got done throwing up inside like a gentleman, I went to bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I fucking, I was working the last few days still not feeling good because if I don't do it, who the fuck's going to do it? And then I'm here, hey, where's my stuff? Where's my stuff? When's it going to ship? And this is uh, the time of year when we're going to hear that immediately. You know, right after an order is placed, the next day we're going to, hey, any word on this? You know, I'm already getting those emails. Uh, I haven't worked since Wednesday. I was planning on going back into the shop Friday, but then I got those notifications. Hey, your shipment's been delayed. And 
I can't really do shit over there. I'm waiting on shirts. I'm waiting on some inks. And uh, I was hoping they'd get in Friday. And I would have worked the whole weekend. But this is like I've been on vacation. I haven't been to the shop in four days now. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, four days. That's a long time for a small business person. It's like I feel like I've like really fallen behind. Uh, the good thing is I have like three weeks worth of work ahead of me, and that's rare at this time of the year. Unfortunately, the first of the month is coming up, along with Christmas, plus everything that's going to be due at the beginning of January. So all that money's gone. Oh, I got all, <laughs> letters, all those property tax letters <laughs> in at once for you know for both shops that came in. You have to pay property tax on a rental? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. fucked. They, uh, That's the landlord shit, I would think. No, uh, what they do is they uh, send you a property tax thing on all your equipment. It's it's real fucked up, but it's a, it's a deal. You know, it's they're charging you sh- uh, tax on shit that you bought for your business. <laughs> you know, and yes, I'm under a rental... So, you know, it's not a lot, but it's something, you know. Yeah, it's still fucked. Yeah, it's real fucked. And uh, I also get the like a school tax thing from from Garland. I don't get that from Nueces County out in Corpus, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, fun. Yeah. Oh shit! Well. I'm glad you had the time off and it sounded like you had an all right Thanksgiving. So chalk that shit up as a win. Well, sorry that you were sick during it. Hopefully your, your family got together and had a, had a good time out there. Yeah, it was nice. My dad wasn't there though. Hopefully he'll be able to make it next year. We'll see. Knock on wood, as they say. <laughs> hey, Joe, did you watch anything? And. <laughs> don't we Tom I started out with the with the Severin film or not Severin film but the Severin disc uh, double target and this is another one of those Italian made action flicks that's set in the Philippines which is dubbing uh, for Vietnam it's supposed to be set in Vietnam but it's filmed in the Philippines you got Filipinos Pretending they're Vietnamese, uh, this is one of these tough guy actors, and uh, it's Miles O'Keefe, who played Tarzan in the Bo Derek Tarzan movie, where she's just pretty much naked through the whole movie. Uh, this guy is in Vietnam because he's looking for his son. When he was an, uh, a soldier, you know, a special forces guy in Vietnam, he hooked up with a chick got married with her and had a kid, but you know, he had to go do some missions and the war ended and they was shipped back to America. Couldn't find the lady. And she was, uh, sent to a re indoctrination camp, you know, so she can learn to be Vietnamese again. And, uh, she was killed there. The son's never met his dad. He's known him. He's seen a picture of him. So he's going back to Vietnam to find his kid. While he's there, Tom, some Russian agents are after him. They think that they that he knows what they're up to, and they're starting like a little training facility for terrorists. 
And uh, well, since he's involved in it anyway, the U.S. Army brings him in and said, hey, we need you to go and take pictures and make, you know, make sure this uh, training facility is legit so we can go and invade it. And one of the guys running this is old Donald Pleasance, Tom. But Donald Pleasance, he's a senator. And for some reason, he wants Miles O'Keefe to fail in this mission. Whatever. He goes, finds his son. His son's resentful, doesn't want to be with him. And uh, then he's just fighting a bunch of terrorists uh, and Russians. And one of the Russians is, who the fuck was this guy? Bose Vinson is trying to do a Russian accent. And uh, he's barely in it. He, you know, he's hardly doing shit. Um, the action scenes are silly. It's just a bunch of big explosions, shooting people like doing flips after there's an explosion, you know, because the force of the explosion sent them into a flipping motion, Tom. And uh, it's it's pretty shitty, but it's pretty enjoyable too. I, I gotta say, this one was all right, not all right enough to keep in my collection, but uh, but I could say, you know, hey, yeah, like if you're if you're an action movie person, you want to have something fun to watch, throw this on, uh, preferably with some friends and some beers. And it's all right. It's it's good for some laughs. Well, shit, I don't know where to go from here. I can go tough guy action movie or movie that's all right, but I'm not going to keep it in my collection. So let's do both. Joe... Yeah. I watched Dead Dudes in the House, a.k.a. The House on Tombstone Hill, a.k.a. The Dead Come Home. I've seen this before, but it was a very muddy copy. And I said, I'll wait till Vinegar Syndrome releases this bullshit and pick up the Blu-ray. Because what I saw of it, it was all right. Turns out they released it two years before i seen it i was like oh well that's convenient so i picked it up on oh i don't know maybe the summer black friday sale and just got around to watching it now pretty much this fucking guy he buys a junk house to fix up and shit and he says hey buddies come help me fix this house i won't buy any beer or anything because i'm a piece of shit but Come and fix the fucking house with me for free. So all the buddies and the girlfriends go there. And it turns out the fucking house is haunted by a murderous ghost of an old lady. And it's just a slasher movie from there. They made a pretty fucking terrible decision of casting a dude as the old lady. And so he's like in heavy prosthetics and shit. And it's, you could tell it's a fucking dude, even with the makeup and everything. It's just like, you didn't have to cast an old lady. You could have cast a younger woman and just, you know, put her in the fucking gimmicks and shit. But, nah, we're dumb. Okay. <laughs> so, there's some fun gore effects, some fucking terrible line delivery that you'll laugh at, but. About three-fourths of the way through, I was like, all right, this is getting a little fucking long. And it was just like an hour, 25-minute movie somewhere around there. But still, I was just like, well, I watched this before. I already know what's going to happen. So 
the last quarter of the movie i watched it and fast forward and uh it's going in the for sale bin i seen it it's good i don't need this as reference they're fun effects and everything but they're pretty basic and all that so Come on out to the Houston Horror Film Festival pop-up market at Eureka Heights Brewing Company on December 16th and dig through my box and pull that out and buy it. And uh, I'll uh, show you something here. So this is a trauma release, and they called it Dead Dudes in the House. They were originally going to call it Dead Dudes on the Block, to capitalize on the uh, popularity of new kids on the block at the time and uh none of those people on the cover who are in are in the movie so <laughs> big faces as they say joe and then going into the realm of hey badass tough guy action movie i watched one from uh this year which you know i was gonna check out but i wasn't really too thrilled about because as I brought up many times, the movies where, you know, the Nazis or the villains, it's just like, come on, are you just fucking lazy? Like, like he's that in- takes, yeah. yeah, it's just, you already hate them. You don't have to do anything. So if you just want to do some lazy screenwriting or whatever, just make your villains Nazis. Okay, so I watched Sisu. I'm sure you heard of it. Everybody was talking about it the week it came out, and then never again. Yeah. This movie's fucking awesome, Joe. On one of my... <laughs> oh, my... you want to watch this one. Yeah, uh, definitely. I'm not going to spoil it or anything. Definitely what? check it out. Violent, uh, I'm sure. All... Yeah, all it is is a fucking dude. He's a gold miner. And he strikes gold. So uh, he fucking loads up. He's got these big-ass horse satchels full of fucking gold. And now he has to go fucking get home or whatever with his gold. And these goddamn Nazis are after him, Joe. So it's just him getting put in situation after situation where he has to murder the fuck out of Nazis. And it's always, he's just winking. He's not literally winking at the camera, but he might as well just like, check out this good shit, like how they did in Human Tornado. You don't believe I jumped, huh? So, I mean, it's fucking, it is very, 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 very good. And uh, just to prove that I'm not a total bitch, this might make movie of the year, Joe. So I wouldn't hold up the Blu-ray and be like, hey, check this out. But unfortunately, Amazon sent it. So it's always 50-50 shot how it's going to arrive. The disc, I just picked up the envelope and you could already hear the disc rattling around in the thing. So it's going right the fuck back and. I'll get a replacement for it and fingers crossed. But yeah, this movie's fucking awesome. If you like the type of violence, which I know you do from uh, what 2008's Rambo, where he's mm-hmm. just fuck, where it's just like comical, cartoonish violence, then uh, you'll like this one. But like I said, it's kind of goofy and a lot of winking at the camera. So I'm not sure how much. I'm not sure if you'll get as much out of it as I did, just because it is kind of comical. But yeah. 
you might definitely worth a watch so uh yeah there's my two i banged out quick but not quick at all sorry <laughs> quick enough you can do the whole double review thing you've been doing when you chop it up um we'll get to that so i watched uh another dvd i've had sitting around here for a while and this is a uh, beach babes from beyond and this was acquired at the uh at the charles band table i think where they just kind of like throw a lot of shit like hey you can get you know on sunday you can load up at their table you know and just grab whatever they got left and they're gonna sell it cheap uh you know from the title what this is i I thought i had the dvd here in front of me but it just got you know some sluts on the cover you know standing there in uh in bikinis and these sluts are from a different planet tom and what they do is they take off one of them you know it's like hey you know my parents are gone for a little while let's take off in my dad's spaceship and go for a cruise and they do and then they crash land on earth and that's the first five minutes of the movie and then we don't see these space sluts for like 20 minutes uh it cuts to like a beach scene where people are just partying on the beach and they're playing this song and i swear this shit goes on for like 15 minutes you know and it's like there's no nudity at this point you know they're just you know dancing on the beach you know we've had a nude scene already with the beach babes you know while they're getting dressed to go you know joyriding or whatever finally let's set up some story there's two guys that are going to visit their uncle who has a beach house and their uncle is a uh, joe estevez this is one of those movies that relies on uh the stars of the rich and famous uh the relatives of the stars of the rich and famous so we've got uh man i don't remember joey travolta i think is in there no sybil stallone all these fucking people that nobody gives a fuck uh burt ward who used to be robin on the batman show he's in it anyway uh joe estevez has been living there on the beach for a while and old leena quigley wants him off of the property that he's on and why it's not explained well but she's like trying to launch some sun cream lotion or something and she's doing a thing with models and during the photo session with the models that's when the nudity comes in hard and heavy and there's some prolonged sex scene where it's you know it's not a rated x movies there's no penetration but they're doing quite a bit of rubbing up against each other in this one more than you're used to seeing in a movie of this fair and it goes on for a long long time long enough to where like you know what this is getting kind of boring you know it's just like yeah she's hot as fuck but man get on with it get on with the story the two guys they finally meet the beach babes and they're enamored with them and i don't know joe estevez is about to lose his house unless he can raise thirty thousand dollars to do repairs just so happens there's a bikini contest going on with the prize money that's going to be thirty thousand dollars the beach babes win each one of them has a different sex scene a prolonged sex scene with uh with some guys the two guys and then some other schlub that they meet and uh and then we have that same 
scene before as before where everybody's partying on the beach and they play the same goddamn song and wow does this suck this is just it's fucking garbage man uh this was directed by david de cocktail or whatever who does a whole lot of these type of movies and he's no jim winorski sir i'll tell you that that's how shitty this guy is uh yeah, he does a lot of the gay versions too. Hmm. I haven't seen like those. you know had the movie that you watched. Like he <laughs> uh, he does the gay versions of those types of movies. <laughs> That's like when uh, we had old Howard Wexler on. I was trying to get him to talk about that shit so we can giggle, and it just <laughs> went over his head. Just like, oh yeah, Kyle wrote in. He wanted to know about all these movies. <laughs> oh yeah, you know, we shot them in four days or whatever. Everyone was nice. Okay, thanks, dude. Uh, yeah, definitely give this one a skip. Unless you want to buy it, then it'll be in a box at the uh, Houston uh, Horror Film Fest Christmas Spooktacular at Eureka Brewery. And come watch Santa wrestle Krampus. Which that's oh, I forgot that they had that wrestling shit there. Yeah, they did that. Uh, I don't even know if it was them. I don't think it was them that put that thing on last time. But I did set up the thing where that was going on before. And that was actually a lot better than I thought it was going to be. The wrestling was decent. Well, I'm going to tell you this. Something's telling me. We're going to see a couple midgets that we saw before, Joe, so get ready to fight. <laughs> uh, James Robinson, uh, I sold some stuff, but it wasn't much of the stuff that I had on sale. It was a good weekend. Uh, I think Tom said he had some stuff come through, too. So, yeah. He was asking how our sales went over the, the Black Friday. Re-listen to the beginning of the episode. Give us another hint. <laughs> all right let's see uh let's go down and just do a few what the hell is wet it wasn't wet bread now my paper's all fucking wet all right uh i forgot to talk about this one last week it's a movie called the road dog starring one of joe's favorite comedians doug stanhope you remember this dude? No. Sort of. I, can't, I remember right. this. He took over uh, the man show. And then he hosted Girls Gone Wild. And then he turned into a fucking drunk. And that's what he's been doing the last 20 years. Drinking. So, so uh, this movie's about a. An old drunk comedian who's dying because he drinks. And it's some corny ass fucking bullshit. Cliche after cliche after cliche. Like if there was an alternative universe where uh, the Hallmark Channel was for men, <laughs> this would be a movie that was on it. It was a fucking piece of shit and just fuck it. There's like garbage ass slow jazz 
over every fucking scene and it just sucks the dick why am i bringing it up because you know if a movie's gonna make a list i'd like to have spoken about it before so see you in a couple weeks there the uh road dog and then i watched a movie called bottoms which everybody was saying oh this is this is the best comedy of the year. Oh, it was so fun. It was fucking garbage. It was all these fucking ladies trying their goddamnedest to be funny. It's uh like, God bless them for fucking making this edgy comedy and shit. But it's supposed to be a satire of like... Uh, high school comedies and shit but it's just comes off as a fucking try hard super bad for lesbians it's uh about these couple uh lesbians they're uh they're just like oh man we're gonna lose our virginity this year we gotta get some pussy bro let's start a fight club okay mm whatever i had one slight chuckle at a suicide joke at the very beginning of the movie and then at the end where they all come together i was just like oh well that's nice because corny bullshit like that always fucking gets me where the fucking little wiener kids all come together to rise up and shit but fuck this try hard bullshit it's fucking lame you know that shit where you can just tell it's just like, it just comes off bad when you're just trying so bad to fucking, fuck you. And then I watched Maxine's Baby, the Tyler Perry story. I mean, it was all right. I have a couple Tyler Perry Blu-rays. Is it because they're good movies? Is it because I like to watch them drink and giggle? Probably, but uh, I mean, you got to give the guy props for fucking making the shit he wanted to do the way he wanted to do it and became a fucking billionaire, has this fucking compound and shit with all this. So, I mean, props to him for that shit. The documentary was good, like it's inspiring as shit. He comes off a little weird. Uh, the documentary they show that he has a kid and a girlfriend and shit so i was just like i guess maybe he isn't gay all right so <laughs> there's that but my main gripe with it is uh like some swears they some swears they censor some they don't and it's just like be a fucking adult what are we what are we doing here who's call was it to censor this and not censor that and it just comes off kind of childish in that way it's just i don't fucking know that just kind of rubbed me the wrong way and the other thing that i didn't too much care for and this is just a personal thing like it is compound and shit he has all these different sound stages named after uh black people in the entertainment business and shit I didn't see a Rudy Ray Moore soundstage. I mean, he's the original fucking Tyler Perry doing the shit he wanted to do his way. So, I mean, he could have gave him props for that. But you got to respect the dude. He puts his money up for shit that fucking he's going to make. 
and all that. Not like these motherfuckers I got no respect for just crowdfund shit and give me the money to make the move. If you want to do it, put your own fucking money up. I mean, that's what I did. Yep. You'll definitely be passionate about it. And if you're taking a risk, we've talked about that many, many times. And yeah, holds true. My opinion on that hadn't changed at all. Yeah, I mean, uh, if you I, believe in this shit, mm-hmm. I almost throw some money it. in. You know, uh, yeah, because I saw that, and yeah, I know about the dude and what he's accomplished and everything, and uh, so yeah, I almost pressed play on it, and it's like, no, nah, there's got to be something else. Twenty twenty three, watch. Uh, there's an episode of Atlanta where it's it's kind of like it's about him and it's about his compound, and that was. Uh, that whole show was good, but that was one of the even better episodes. It was it was funny as fuck. Yeah, uh, it's okay. It's good, not great. I mean, it's inspiring and all that, but it's all right. <laughs> Let me see if there's any more that I could just throw out while we're doing this. Do you have a shitload more? I still got five. You still have a lot more? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let me knock one more out because I still have more after that. Uh, Good Burger 2. It fucking sucks. Holy shit. Yeah. You could tell this was made for cheap for streaming. Uh, I didn't give a fuck about the original Good Burger. I didn't see it till a couple years ago. I did grow up watching all that uh good burger wasn't ever a sketch i gave a fuck about and this is a fucking lousy lazy cheap fucking movie and uh maya rudolph shows up in it for a minute and i was like god damn that's embarrassing because she's fucking great and fuck yeah this is i know you like the movie joe uh the first one you haven't seen this, this one yet, one. I don't think. No, this is another one I almost watched today, but I don't care about sequels 25 years later. You know, it's, there's a lot of that going on right now, and I could give a shit about almost all of it. You know, and this is one of them. I don't need to see this sequel. I do like the original movie. I think it's funny. You know, it's just a fun, stupid, you know, idiotic, entertaining movie, but. No, I'm good. I'll let Tom watch it. That's good enough. Yeah, I don't I don't even know who this was made for because children of today, they're not going to give a fuck about a good burger sequel and like the humor and everything is so childish and just bullshit. Why why wouldn't they make the humor more mature since, you know, older people are going to be the ones watching this fucking thing like they don't have to say oh fuck cunt all that but you don't have to make the comedy for goddamn babies and shit they're not going to be watching it so go jump in a fucking lake this will probably make a list too we'll see joe tom i watched a a biopic called flaming hot you ever read any flaming hot cheetos tom i did 
uh, shit's good, you know. It's uh, something that geared at the Hispanic consumer, and uh, I fit that demographic. And I'll tell you, I'll eat the fuck out of flaming hot Cheetos. Uh, so this is a movie about a guy that was, uh, well, he was poor, Tom, and uh, worked on a farm when he was a kid. And then he got involved with gangs and started slanging them drugs, Tom. But then all of a sudden, his girlfriend gets pregnant and he figures, well, shit, I got to get my life together. I got to get a real job, you know. So he goes around like the guy from uh, from Belly 2 and uh, nobody wants to hire him, Tom. They just, you know, nope. You know, they turn that hiring sign around as soon as he goes in. Uh, he gets a buddy, also a former gangbanger, to pull some strings and get hired on at the Frito-Lay factory. They're somewhere there in, uh, in California. And there, you know, he's meeting people. He gets hired on as a janitor, but he wants to learn everything. Um, he's very ambitious, you know. He's got a lot of ideas, but he's, you know, he's a, a dropout and everything. And nobody wants to give him a chance, Tom. And he thinks, well, what we need to do is develop a flavor, you know, for our people, for la gente, Tom. And uh, so he starts taking chips that they're throwing away and mixing stuff up at home, you know, and like trying to replicate the way they do things in the factory. And finally, he comes up with a chip, you know, that's got all kinds of hot sauce seasoning in it. But hey, how am I going to get them to make it? I got to somehow get in touch with the president of Frito-Lay, who is an Italian guy, and he's played by Tony Shalhoub. If you want to get anybody to play an Italian, it's old Tony Shalhoub. And uh, so what's, he calls Tony Shalhoub. And Tony Schlub's impressed that this guy calls him, gives him a meeting, says he's going to come visit the factory. You know, he likes it. We're going to give this a test. We're going to put a test out, you know. We put so many in so many stores, but uh, but they didn't promote it, Tom. They didn't give it no commercials. They didn't put no billboards on it. So, God damn it, he gets his old gangbanging friends to go put it in the hands of the people. You know, your first time is free. And then they went to the store to buy more and more and more, Tom. Uh, and then he's given a promotion in a very heartfelt and uh, it's not heartfelt. You know what? I didn't give a shit about this guy. This this is played really stupid. Uh, it is supposed to be one of these movies that inspires you and pulls at your heartstrings. And it did none of that for me. Uh Especially considering the fact that I already knew that this guy is full of shit. That this guy didn't create the flaming Hot shit. He took credit for it like 20 years later. He's, oh yeah, I'm the guy that did that. Did like a bunch of uh, speeches at, you know, at colleges where they pay people thousands of dollars to come and make a speech for a couple hours. And that's where he started building this myth that, you know, people already know. Oh no, they developed that shit in a... Uh, in San Antonio or Fort Worth at one of the factories there. He was nowhere near it. Uh, so, yeah, this whole movie is a goddamn lie. But most biopics are. So you know what you're getting into. Uh, it's not bad enough to make a list 
but not good enough to recommend. I mean, if you like bullshit, go ahead and fucking watch it, but nah. Nah. Well, Joe, why don't you hit us with another one? All right. So, yeah, that was my 2023. As you guys can see, I'm jumping back and forth now. I'm not just watching 2023 movies because uh, I'm getting real sick of 2023 movies. So um, I had just started to watch some of the DVDs that I have here that, hey, are they going to stay in the collection or are they going to go? So I watched this one cheerleader massacre look at this little sticker right here you know for those of you that can't see it says ch and i guess that stands for cheerleader cheerleader and h-o-r which i think stands for whore maybe it stands for horror but you know given the title uh on the cover here for those of you that can't see there's three sluts that are in cheerleader outfits and there's a guy doing the old uh maniac pose you know he's got a knife there where you know his dick's like coming sideways or something uh the knife being his dick none of these sluts on the cover are in the movie you know they got totally different sluts uh this is a jim winorski movie and uh it's filled with women that you've seen in a bunch of movies like this before or like the the sexual thrillers that they used to show on Cinemax. And uh, there's very quickly a shower scene. And there's some oddly uh, done breast work, I guess. You know, it's just like, those are big tits, but they don't look right. You know, there's just something a little off. You know, they're like, like, uh, they're cross-eyed tits, I guess what you could call some of them. It's kind of kind of odd. Uh, Shoddy nipple work. Yeah, this uh, this is not good as you can expect. Uh, the budget was so low that they've got one scene where the cheerleaders are practicing, but I guess they couldn't afford uh, cheerleader outfits because they're just there practicing in street clothes, you know, jeans and fucking you know tight shirts or whatever. Uh, what's it about? Well, shit. It's just about a guy or a killer that turns out it's not a guy. It's one of the cheerleaders at the end. Hate to ruin it for you. But yeah, that's going around killing this cheerleader squad, you know, and, and they're going to, I don't know, cheerlead at a game or something. But then I don't know, the roads close. There's an ice storm. They got to go to this, you know, secluded cabin, you know, but it's not a real cabin. It's like a B and B is what it looks like, you know, pretty nice, but yeah, they're getting picked off one in very shittily cheap ways very you know just lousy lousy kills uh yeah that sucks <laughs> this sucks and this is definitely going into the box i looked it up as i always do on ebay it's like hey what's this shit going for and i'm thinking i can probably sell it for 250 turns out the last few that sold in the united states 25 bucks 32 dollars $31. I do have no idea why. Hey, if you want it for 10, I'll have it for 10. Oh shit. Well, Joe, I watched yet another 2023 movie and it is called The Pill. 
It is about a black dude whose buddy gives him these pills and it helps him deal with white people's bullshit. <laughs> so, uh, like, uh, he, he goes to work. He's in this corporate job or whatever. And the white people talk him like, hey, my man, what's going on? You want to be my wingman? You know, I'll buy you Hennessy all night. Just help me get those fly honeys. Where are the black women at? So he takes those pills and then he just starts to hear like smooth jazz and then just starts smiling going. You know how people who can't act, act like they're high. So then his family finds out about this shit. His wife's in like a cooking school where the white teachers, you know, act in white. So she takes the pills so she can deal with it. Like, you'll hear what they're actually saying, and then it'll cut back to them saying, like, something that the black people want to hear or something. I don't know. It's awful filmmaking, Joe. <laughs> and then the fucking kid in school, the the white kid in this, he is a great actor because he comes off like a little fuck you just want to beat the shit out of. <laughs> so that's the one good actor they got in this fucking movie and the black kid his face the whole time is just I'm a fucking mope and like all the scenes of him in school he's hanging around these white kids he's like at the table talking to them get the fuck up and sit somewhere else if they're the fucking problem you don't have to fucking sit and talk to the motherfuckers and shit but it's a fucking awfully made movie. Very, very terrible storytelling and filmmaking. But God damn, I laughed and laughed and laughed some fucking more. It's on YouTube. You can watch it for free. I would highly suggest that you do uh, bring some beer and some legal marijuana and you will have a fun, fun, fun fun you'll be watching it like this good stuff would recommend not gonna make the list it'll probably get an honorable mention saying you should probably watch this shit <laughs> but yeah it's fucking oh fucking garbage <laughs> twenty twenty three back to the to the year of, of movies that uh, I'm trying to compile a list for. And I watched the Super Mario Bros. movie, Tom. And I know you watched this one as well, so you'll definitely have a counterpoint to me. Uh, I enjoyed this one, but uh, but I got to say, I enjoyed the Mario Brothers games, you know. Uh, aside from Paper Mario, I'd say I'd like every Mario game I've played, you know, every iteration, especially the Mario Kart games, you know, the, those are just fucking fun to play. Uh, Luigi's Mansion, all that shit, Donkey Kong Island, who the fuck knows, Yoshi's Revenge. Uh, they got all kinds of shit going, and it's all fun. And this movie is about the Mario brothers, you know, they're plumbers, and uh, 
they're trying to get their shit together. You know, they just quit their regular job so they can start this plumbing thing. And uh, their family thinks it's a stupid idea that Mario is a big failure and he's just drawing his brother down, uh, bringing him down with him. And uh, they go and try to, to fix some pipe shit going on and find in the sewers of Brooklyn like some other pipes, some green pipes they've never seen before. And these pipes are like vortexes to another dimension. And old Luigi, he gets sucked off, sucked off. He gets a <laughs> take to Bowser's empire. And uh, Mario goes to pre Princess Peach's empire. So now Mario's got to save uh Luigi from Bowser. Bowser wants to marry Princess Peach. I'm not sure why. That's a kind of a weird thing they got going on in this movie. But he's also taking over, you know, he's you know, just taking shit over, destroying people and their kingdoms left and right. So it's gotta stop that too, you know, raise an army, you know, inspire people to fight. Uh this is a lot of nods to a lot of shit that's in the, uh, in the Mario games, you know? So if you're not a fan of these games, this movie's probably not for you. Cause a lot of the stuff that, uh, that I found funny or that I thought, Hey, that's pretty cool. You're not going to dig, or you're not going to give a shit about, but if you do like this, these games, this is, this is a lot of fun. I had much more fun watching this movie than I thought I would. Uh, it's got some funny shit. Uh, some clever shit. You know, the it looks badass. You know, this movie. I thought, man, if I could have seen this in the IMAX, I would have. If I'd have known it was this good. Uh, but the Mario games now, like, they look really good, and it looks as good as like some of the best like opening scenes or cut scenes or whatever the fuck you want to call those things. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I'd recommend it. Tom, I know you didn't like. <laughs> But I know you're not a Mario fan either. Yeah, uh, I played Nintendo when I was a kid. I think the last thing I played on a Nintendo was Killer Instinct Gold. This isn't a knock on you or anything. But uh, Nintendo, after I got to a certain age, it just fucking came off as like kid shit. It so is. I was just like, ah, PlayStation, baby. So... I don't want to say like I evolved or I grew up, but I kind of left Nintendo in the past and just went on to PlayStation. But um, this was fine. As you were saying, there's a lot of fucking nods from the game. Like, oh, it's the thing in the thing in that other thing. Oh, that but was it's good. based off an existing property. So why wouldn't it? have that you see they have this whole lore and world with characters and items that they can you know draw from which is what you should do if you're making a fucking you know adaptation of something else everything's right there use it use it all that's what you're supposed to do but maybe focus a little bit on the story and don't make it so basic. I get it. It's a family film and all that. That's fine. That's uh like it's fine. I didn't like it. 
I didn't not like it. Uh, I hate every time when they cast a British person to play an American because they just sound like they're talking through their fucking nose. So that sucks. Uh, the only thing I can to play any that role, you know, I just, you know, <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> but yeah, the only part that I actually liked that I could say, oh, that was pretty fucking cool. It was only a couple seconds, but when all those turtle skeletons were crawling out and that whole scene where the turtle skeleton was chasing them with the creepy trees and shit. I thought that was pretty cool, but the rest I was just like, hmm, all right, I mean, it's fine. Bright colors and shit. Maybe if you were on mushrooms, this would be a little better, but I mean, it's fine. If you're a fan of the fucking movie or the games, you probably already saw it. It's serviceable. It's nothing. Oh, Christ, this is fucking awesome. It was fine. Yeah, I dug it too. <laughs> you got another one? Uh, I got it. Yeah. Another 2023 movie. And uh, so I was looking around HBO Max to see what 2023 movies they have. They don't have a lot. Uh, and the shit they do have, I don't want to see. You know, uh, I like the first Shazam. I don't really, I'm not eager to watch any comic book movie at this point. So I don't want to see the sequel right now. Uh, they've got Blue Beetle on there. I like the character. I have no interest in watching this movie. Uh, and they don't have much else. They have some documentaries I got, I don't really give a fuck about. And then I saw this thing called Reality. It's like, well, what the hell is this? Fuck it. Let me click it and watch it. And this starts out and it says, hey, you know, this script was taken from FBI, from transcripts from an FBI interview. So, like, all the dialogue in this movie is just from an interrogation interview or whatever they did with this chick whose parents named her Reality. Her name is Reality Winner. How would you like to go through life with that fucking name? Anyway, the movie starts and the girl's coming home from the grocery store and boom, the FBI pulls up and just starts asking her questions. You know, hey, you know, we've got this warrant for your house. Blah, you know, can we look around? It's like, we want to know like, hey, you know, you work at this top level security clearance job. Uh, you ever log on to like a site like this? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, you ever take anything? No, no. And it's just about that back and forth about like what she did. You know, somebody had leaked some information from that place. And yeah, it turns out that it was her. Uh, this story was in the news, so I'm not, you know, given any spoilers. It had to do with uh, when the Russians were interfering with the Trump Clinton election campaign. You know, they did a bunch of shit to try to help steer uh, the vote towards Trump. And this is documented. This shit happened. This girl leaked it to a, like a, I guess an underground website. And once that 
you know, it came out. The FBI investigated it, found out it was her. She got arrested, thrown in jail, prison for a while. I always try to make the distinction of people between prison and jail. Uh, and then shortly after that, like a week later, they disclosed all this shit to the public, you know, and there was like hearings about it. So like she just jumped the gun a little early. Uh, so there's nothing like that's surprising in this movie unless you know nothing about about this shit and and hey why should you right it happened what eight years ago longer than that uh but it's the performance so like if you read just the script it would come off as real fucking boring but everybody that's in this and it's really just three people that carry the movie and it's all done in like one room kind of parts of it are outside but the majority of it is in one room in her her house uh they bring a lot of life to this like this girl like you can tell in her emotions and her face that she's hiding some shit that she's nervous that she's you know scared and the way the FBI guys are like asking their questions or just making small talk, you can tell like, Hey, these guys are just fucking with her. You know, they're, they're being intimidating because they can do whatever the fuck they want. You know, they're the FBI and they got paperwork that says, Hey, we can, you know, arrest you. We can search through all your fucking house. We can do any of that. And like I said, this shit should be boring but it was really engaging and it really like brought me in and you know, it's one of these movies where you kind of feel for the girl, but you kind of don't at the same time because she knew what she was doing, you know, and she knew there'd be consequences for it. Uh, it may, it will make a list just based on her performance. It's, uh, I was really, really impressed with it. And there's some movies that just the acting is enough to carry what else what otherwise would be mediocre man so props to this young lady Sounds also not <laughs> not for you oh no i wouldn't think so well the last one i watched joe was a 2023 movie called it was from your boys over at Blumhouse, or as you would say, Bloom House. <laughs> and this is called The Passing. Sorry, what were you saying? I said, because they always have ideas blooming, Tom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, was, I, I was always wondering how they got the name for that. I thought it might have been, you know, a guy's last name, but now I know. Oh, it's oh. just no bursts of creativity. I understand. Okay. Mm -hmm. So uh, The Passenger, it starts out with like a kid. I think he's supposed to be 20 years old. He gets up for work. He works at a uh, like a Burger King, McDonald's type place. And uh, he's opening shift. So he goes in there. His co-workers giving him a fucking hard time and shit treating him like a bitch, telling him to eat this old ass burger. He's going to smack the fuck out of him. And the guy, another employee, is like mopping the fucking floor. He's like, hey, man, lay off him. He says, what? Fuck you, motherfucker. Don't ever tell me what the fuck to do. Now go back to mopping, you bitch. 
And then he goes back to picking on the other guy. So the guy mop and he's like, fuck this. He goes outside by his car, smokes a cigarette. He's just like, yeah, fuck it. Then he goes to his trunk, pulls out a shotgun and walks right the fuck back in that place and murders everybody except the bitch kid. So then he kidnaps the bitch kid in hopes of, you know, teaching him not to be a fucking bitch anymore. So it's like their little adventure of him being kidnapped and this fucking murderer trying to help him not to be a bitch ass motherfucker. It was good. Not great, but (laughs) it was good. If there was like a little more to it, it would have been pretty fucking good. I'm just glad it didn't turn out like, oh, it was like a dual personality thing. And you were just seeing what the kid was seeing. It's not like a fight club thing or anything like that. The dude's actually being kidnapped and this shit fucking this other guy really killed these people and shit. So, I mean, it's it's worth checking out. I just wish it was, I guess, a little more deeper and had a little more substance. Because I'm like the whole time I was thinking it, I was just like, "All right, so what's the what's the hook gonna be? What's gonna be like this emotional? Oh shit! It wasn't. It was just a straightforward thing. So it was worth a watch. I'll never fucking watch it again. But it was all right. Would recommend, I guess. And it's got some wild fucking violence in there, which I wasn't really expecting. But uh, yeah, it's worth a watch for sure. Uh, the last thing I watched, Tom, is uh, a movie that horror fans just fucking rave about. They love this shit, and it's a Black Sunday, directed by Mario Bava. Uh, have you seen this one, Tom? Fuck no! Why would I? Okay. So this is an old-timey flick. Uh, I don't know what year, maybe 1960 or whatever. And uh, it starts out with a really good sequence where they're going to condemn a a lady for being a witch. And what they're doing is like they put this mask on her that's got spikes. I forgot what that shit was called. Uh, And they hammer it onto her face. And then they're going to set her body on fire. But it starts raining because I guess Satan's protecting her or something. They said, well, fuck it. We'll just bury her and we'll put like a cross around her and some safeguards. So so she'll never come back. 200 years later, <laughs> doctor is going on a carriage and they, you know, their carriage breaks down. I guess they didn't get an oil change before, uh, before going on this long trip. So. While the coachman is fixing the tire, they go check out some ruins. Hey, they knocked this shit over. They knocked that shit over. Turns out those were the safeguards, Tom, keeping this witch in place. Boom. Her skeleton starts to reform little by little during the course of the movie. And she's back, Tom. She's back to fuck shit up. She's going to find her descendants girl, a girl that looked just like she used to look, and steal her life essence so she can once again walk the earth and cause a bunch of bullshit to happen. Uh, this movie plays out a lot like like every Dracula movie you've ever seen, except like it's a witch. You know, it's, it's, you know, in a castle. It's got some cool looking sets. You know, it's uh, 
really well lit and it's got some real cool shots. It's like the cinematography is awesome, but did a little research on the movie. turns out Mario Bava didn't do lighting or cinematography. That was some other fucking Italian that uh, Bavia is getting the credit for all this shit. The movie itself, it's, it's okay. You know, I wouldn't say I hated it. It was, but the acting really, really sucks. I mean, there's some scenes like where people fall down or they're scared and it's just laughable how shitty their performances are. And I mean, it's dubbed, but I mean, that doesn't excuse like body language. Shitty body language is just like, God damn, this guy sucks. Uh, If I'm going to recommend this movie, it's going to be just for so you can say that you know what you're fucking talking about when people bring it up, you know, cause when people bring it up in front of me, I'll say, yeah, it kind of sucks. You know, you know, it, you know, Baba, fuck him. You know, I'm, I'm going to watch some other Baba movies in the, in the next few weeks and see if there's anything better than this. But, uh, this is the one that people usually talk about when they throw his name around. Right. So I don't know if this is the pinnacle of what he can do. I'm not expecting to see much more than that. Mm, Black Sunday. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, as we talked about before, I am not a fan of WAP horror, so. No, uh, no interest at all. I think that's uh, all on my end. What about you? Same here. All right. So, uh, excuse me. (coughs) 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 Sorry, I wasn't quick on the mute. Mm. God damn, Joe, I'm getting a little, I'm getting a little hungry. Mm. Mm. Aunt Trudy Mm. always keep a sandwich under your hat for whenever you're hungry or something like that. Well, I don't know who Aunt Trudy is, but Aunt Lucy always said, uh, Keep a marmalade sandwich under your hat for emergencies and try not to eat your hair when you take a bite. I thought it was the other uh, guy, dead guy, the dead bear. Pastuzo. Yeah, but now she's taking credit for this saying? What a bitch. So if you don't mind, we're going to go back and, or at least I am going to go back and talk about Paddington 1 a little bit since last week was fucked. I guess. <laughs> if you don't remember last week or weren't here, Joe didn't care too much for Paddington. Me, on the other hand, I fucking love that movie. Uh, it's that fucking goddamn CGI bear is so fucking charming. And uh, I think the story is uh, great. You know, uh, a guy gets kicked out of his homeland because his fucking caretaker, one died and the other one's just too old to take care of. So she ships him off on a boat to another country and says, good luck, fucker. Hope you don't get fucking murdered and raped. So luckily he doesn't. Uh, He takes a ship, 
stowaways on a ship to good old London, England. And he thinks it's just going to be, you know, the best, easiest thing to find a home because that's what his caretaker said. It turns out it's not that easy. So he's being, you know, polite, asking, hey, can I have a home, mate? Do you have a home for me? So nothing's fucking happening. He's just sitting at Paddington Station, all dejected, until the fish fucker and her family walk by. Paddington says, Oh, mate, excuse me. And Mr. Brown, the matriarch of the family, no, no, we don't want any. And he just fucking walks away. You know, like you do to the homeless. You just say, no, no, don't touch me and walk the fuck away. (laughs) But like the 1%, the fish fucker has a heart and says, oh, I'm enamored with you, bear. Let's find you a home. So he ends up living with the Browns, and it turns out that uh, the kid man is after him because she owns a museum, and she wants to murder and stuff Paddington. So that's pretty much the story, Paddington trying not to get murdered. I think the humor is fucking great. Very, very, very dry, but I think all of it works extremely well and uh i just find it to be a great fucking movie excellent storytelling and uh just really good all around my only problem with it is just mm, little spotty cgi here and there but beyond that i think it's great uh i was a paddington fan as a child not the books because that's for fucking nerds but uh the stop motion tv show fucking uh i just love stop motion what the fuck could i say uh i just think it's i think it's really good and gosh darn it joe paddington actually helped me to be a better person after watching that movie i was just like you know what maybe you should stop being such a fuck face and just try and be a little bit nicer while it doesn't work all the time I think it has helped me to be a little bit of a better person. And every time I try, like I get mad or something's pissing me off, I just try and think of that goddamn CGI bear. And once in a while, it'll help me out. But I think the movie is fucking great. Uh, One of my favorites, I would say, I think go back into the fucking archives and to our uh, top 10 movies or whatever i am pretty sure it did make my top 10 list so i think the movie is fucking great and uh now we will get into uh paddington 2 hey hold on a second joe (laughs) let me say for those of you that couldn't hear last week even though tom's internet is still breaking up a whole lot like during his synopsis uh that this movie for a children's movie is incredibly dull. It is boring as shit. And I had just fucking watched, uh, what was it? The uh, secret of Nim for the, the fucking, uh, the dark crystal and, uh, shit. The dark crystal is more exciting than this shit. And I didn't like that. Uh, yeah, don't, 
don't subject your kids to this shit. This this is just dumb, <laughs> dumb. <laughs> but you know, I don't want to reiterate this movie for much longer. It, One, it's, I don't care about in twenty twenty. Not... It's making the top of a fucking list, and yeah, Tom Paddington. <laughs> Well, since the internet's all fucked up and it's breaking up again, Joe, let me talk a little bit about Paddington, the first Just Kidding. So it's not a kid's movie. It's a family movie. And it's not dull. It's dry, which I will which I will agree with. You definitely have to like British humor in order to get, you know, the comedy and shit out of the movie. If you don't like dry British humor... Uh, that's probably a problem. But you don't like dry, dry British humor, Tom. You hate that shit. You're just trying to make this movie I mean, sound you can. than it is. It is not dry. I'm not, is... not. If you like lame shit that's not funny, okay, call that dry if you will, but this movie's not fucking funny. I mean, comedy's subjective, so... You know, I can understand that. But if somebody wants to take the time and go back through all 390 episodes and pinpoint every time I say, oh, Joe, you know me, I like dry humor. I like dry humor that reminds you of mummy pussy. That's so dry. I'm sure you'll have a bag full of those times to say, oh, my mistake. I guess you do like dry humor. And listen to the fucking jokes I tell. They're dry as fuck, dog. Hey, God damn. Why don't you go watch Paxton or something? You need to just... Oh, shit. All right. Be right back. You know? <laughs> oh, I just watched it again. It was great. <laughs> so we'll get into the uh, second movie. Uh, it's, it's, it's good shit. Uh, I don't like it as much as I do the first one, but it's good shit. My main problem is how easy it was to convict Paddington. Because chances are they haven't seen it, Tom, because they've got class. You know, uh, (laughs) let them know. Funny story, Joe. This is the highest rated movie. Funny story, Joe. We know we've seen your post on the one he fucking talked about the first one. Jesus Christ, acknowledge me. We get it. We get it. I was fucking, I had something typed out and I was that close to fucking, but I was just like, nah, not even going to yeah. bother. Right. So, uh, Paddington 2, you know. What would it yeah. be, you know? Your your internet's breaking up, Joe. It's not mine, buddy. <laughs> Pardon me. Your so body. Paddington breaking. two. <laughs> I'm telling me. So Paddington two starts out. Paddington's fucking. You know, he's established in the community. He found his home and everything. And uh, he wants to find a uh, perfect birthday gift for the bitch who sent him off because she didn't want to fucking deal with him anymore. So he goes to the uh, antique store and there's a 
popping book that, uh, you know, he thinks would be perfect for good old Aunt Lucy because it has all these landmarks of London in it. So, you know, instead of sending her some fucking pictures and, you know, getting her a real present, he's going to do odd jobs to save up money for this book. Uh, flash forward, there's a carnival in town. And uh, who's the ringmaster of this carnival? A guy who I think I remember was picking up trannies at one time. Hugh Grant, is that right? Wasn't he in the news for that or something? <laughs> Anyways, Hugh Grant, who may or may not have been picking up trannies, he's the ringmaster of this carnival. And he says, hey, I need an assistant to come up on stage and do absolutely nothing. So he picks Paddington because he's the only bear in the audience and sticks out like a sore thumb. They get to talking and Paddington brings up this book and fucking Hugh Grant looks at him like he just saw a tranny. His eyes lights up and he smiles and he says, hey, mate, where's this book at? Yeah. So Paddington tells him and uh, Hugh Grant plays an actor in this movie. Go figure. So uh, Hugh Grant gets all costumed up and shit, puts on a disguise so he can go rob the antique store for this book. Because unbeknownst to Paddington, this book has clues that will lead him to a fortune of treasures and gold and what have you. So what the fuck? I forget what Paddington's doing out at like one o'clock in the morning over by this antique shop, but he catches old Hugh Grant uh, breaking and entering and stealing this book. So Paddington chases after old Hugh and uh, the cops see, and the cops chase after Paddington because they think he broke into the store, you see. He gets arrested, and uh, everybody everybody's like Paddington didn't do this shit. What are you fucking dumb? You really think that he did this shit? Come to fuck out. Fuck it. Throw him away for 10 years. What? So Paddington gets locked up in the clink for 10 fucking years. And uh, it turns into a prison movie, Joe. And uh, the prisoners fucking hate him because uh, they because they're all friends of Joe because on the first day he's on laundry duty and uh you know he uh he throws one single red sock into the uh uniforms which is the classic black and white stripes strap it's the classic black and white stripes so it dyes all the fucking uniforms pink mm if you know anything about prison, only about half of the gentlemen in there are happy that their uniforms are pink. So, uh, you know, they're all in the mess hall. I think that's what they call it, where you eat and shit. And they're just eating fucking slop. Maybe it's called gruel. I don't know. But Paddington says, man, this shit's fucking wax, son. Let me go talk to the chef. 
and they're just like, oh, fuck. Breast and empowerment. So he goes and talks to the chef, and the chef's this big badass motherfucker. And uh, the, the chef's about to beat the fuck out of him. But Paddington shoves a good old marmalade sandwich into his fucking yap. And he does one of these. Mm, that's well no he says oh it's delicious mate you gonna teach me how to make this fucking marmalade not marmalade but marmalade so paddington gets a new job in the kitchen making fucking marmalade all the prisoners fall in love with it they find out that the chef isn't such a bad guy and that and a couple more prisoners just like, hey, I can make this. I can make this. We don't all just have to fucking eat slop and shit. So uh, they all become buddies and decide to break out of prison. Oh, God damn, I'm getting winded. A long day. And uh, Joe, how about you go from there? How about you go from there? Okay, while well, he's in prison... The uh, Brown family is, uh, they're trying to prove his innocence. You know, they have a, a sketch sheet made out of Paddington's description of Hugh Grant in disguise. So uh, they've got posters with, you know, have you seen this man? It's a picture of Alan Moore. They've got him posted everywhere in the city, but hey, nobody's seen him. In the meantime, Hugh Grant is like following the book and finding clues and like, Hey, at the top of uh, the London Bridge, there's the letter C or something. Then he goes into the, I don't know, some kind of chapel or something, finds the letter D, you know. And it's like, oh, wait a minute. There was another person in on it. There was this nun because he was disguised as a nun, you see. And uh, and all that, they're putting it together. And uh, Paddington, he doesn't want to break out because he says, no, the Brown family, they're going to prove my innocence. And old Brendan Gleeson tells him they won't. They're going to forget about you, Paddington. What's going to happen is they're going to miss one visit. Then they're going to miss two. And then they're never going to come see you again. They're going to quit writing and everything. Ah, no, that'll never happen. Well, while the Browns are out there chasing down this suspect, well, fuck, they show up late to visiting hours, you know, and Paddington's just sitting there by himself, all dejected and shit. And, uh, well, fuck, you know, he uh, says, fuck it. Yeah, you're right. You know, they told me to go fuck myself. Let's, let's get out of here. Let's bust out of this place. And they do. Meanwhile, the Brown family finally puts it all together that it's Hugh Grant. So they're chasing after him. They do the big prison breakout. And turns out the prisoners, hey, we're not going to help you uh, prove your innocence. We're going to fly to Argentina or someplace, you know. Padding says, no, man, I'm going to. I'm going to go fucking prove myself. Fuck you guys. You know, you're just like everybody else in this miserable world. Fuck you. And uh, and then I don't know how. I got to stay, Joe. Yeah. Having uh, Paddington, you know, us just talking for Paddington and saying all these curse words. <laughs> fucking hilarious. Continue. <laughs> I mean, it would have made a better movie for sure. Um <laughs> Uh, but I didn't speak like he him. just go to that fucking racist guy who keeps calling him an undesirable. Yeah. Why don't you slag off, cunt? 
<laughs> That's terrific. <laughs> Call me a fucking end person, will you? I'll bite your dick off. <laughs> Where all these clues are taken. It's a series of letters that you got to play, play on this fucking music box. And sure enough, it opens up this treasure chest. But nope, Paddington and the Browns are there to stop this guy. And there's adventure that ensues on a train for a long fucking time. And, uh, yeah, well, you know, things are going to shit. And Paddington's about to drown. But his old buddies from prison show back up, you know. They save him, you know. They capture Hugh Grant. He goes to prison. Uh, The guys are pardoned. And Paddington... You know, it's like he's out for a while. He's been sick. He's been out for like three days. You know, they got him all hooked up to an IV and shit. And, you know, they like, hey, Paddington, you know. And he's like all sad because, oh, man, I missed, you know, Aunt Petunia's birthday. This is fucked. You know, it's just like she's never going to forget all the shit she did for me. And I couldn't even get her a pop popper book. And, uh, well, they brought See, he all He actually that. wakes up on her birthday. Yeah, convenient. And uh, they brought her to London, which is what he should have fucking done from the beginning. You know, instead of trying to save all this money to buy a popper book so he wouldn't have to see her. It's just like, hey, look, I can save enough money to get you like on a boat to come to England, you know. But no, nah, he didn't fucking do that. The prick, you know, he you try to, you know, it's like he's I mean, trying. They don't care migrants and shit there's no laws just come on i was able to come live here without papers and shit just uh, fucking float on a door pretend you're even hey everybody does it um but yeah i mean they're trying to betray him as like really nice fucking uh bear but man he's selfish as fuck you know could have just brought her you know just for a (laughs) Eh, i'll send you a book bitch uh Tom. See, he was just so polite. He didn't want to impose on the Browns and have this giant bear who probably fucking farts with those old lady farts. And uh, they didn't want to see, didn't want to subject the Browns to that because he's such a, such a caring and thoughtful bear. He's a very rare bear. You see, Joe. A lot of people say like, Hey, this is the best sequel ever made. But when you're, making a sequel to Paddington, it's hard not to fucking exceed what that piece of shit didn't do. Uh, this is pretty good, Tom. You know, I'm not trying to trick that he's going to hate something just to hate. Uh, I don't like Paddington. I don't give a shit about it, but this movie is not bad. Uh, it's got some good-looking shit. You know, the cinematography is a lot better. It's like the guy that did that shit for Mario Baba. It's like they brought him in to do some cinematography here. Uh, There's a sequence where they're showing the popper book or whatever and, like, everything's going through it that I think that sequence is just fucking amazing. That shit looks so, so good. And there is some stuff that made me laugh. There is stuff that I thought was oh, fuck. Okay. It's going to be a sequence of Paddington trying to get a job, doing this shit, doing that shit, and he's going to fuck it up. And, yep, he fucks it up. And you ask, well, why did, you know, Paddington get locked up so quick at the trial? Because he fucked up the judge's hair. You got to remember that. You don't, you can't fuck with the judge like that. You know, so that sentence, I, I get it. Uh, 
and yeah, I thought Brendan Gleeson was good. And uh, I don't like Hugh Grant. And I thought he was stupid, but he was supposed to be, you know, because this is a kids movie. And this Family. hits the that the that the other Paddington didn't. But man, it falls apart at the end. Like it, it just ran long. And that whole last thing on the train is just like, man, I tuned out on it. But uh, but yeah, this is not a bad movie. This is one I could say, yeah, hey, yeah, show that to your kid. You know, I don't want to see it again, but show it to your kid. That's, you know, it's it's a it's a good movie. You know, they might fall asleep at the end, but yeah, show it to them. Yeah, like you said, the scene with the uh, pop-up book where he's going through it and it's all the sketches and him and his aunt going through the shit. That's fucking great. The scene where he's in prison and a tear falls down his fucking face and hits the ground and then the jungle starts sprouting up in his cell and he's transported back to darkest Peru and sees his aunt. That's fucking great. It's like the scene in the first one where they're watching the uh, film reel of Peru and he fucking walks through the screen and it all turns into color and shit like that was fucking great. Uh, I laughed at the fucking Arabs dudes calling him Puddington. Every time they said that, I laughed. <laughs> That's like the one thing that they had to get right, is just say the character's name right. And they kept saying, Puddington. But I blame the jerky boys for me always laughing at Ar- Arabian or Middle Eastern accents. And then I blame 9-11 for me not feeling bad about laughing at it, you see? (laughs) Rest in empowerment, everybody. Thoughts and prayers with your family. (laughs) But yeah, this shit was, it's it's fucking, uh, it's good shit for sure. Like I said, for me personally, I like the first one more. I think there's more humor in it. And oh shit, the fucking uh, tranny chasers back in this one. He's a security guard at the uh, the church or the nunnery now, and he has the best fucking line in the movie. This shit always makes me laugh because it's stereotypical. He just points and goes, "Oi!" Because that's how those people speak, Joe. <laughs> They just go around saying, Oi! <laughs> but yeah, it's good shit. It's uh I would it's great. It's a great movie. I just particularly like the first one more just because I think it has more heart. I like the jokes more and and uh it's darker because it's about Paddington, the fucking lady trying to murder this fucking bear (laughs) but yeah it's uh it's uh it's good shit man that goddamn fuzzy little bear dog good good shit would recommend i'm uh i do have my reservations about the third one because the director uh, I think I can't remember if the director's returning or not, 
but uh Sally Hawkins isn't returning and uh some something else there is just a couple screwy things about it it's like oh, I don't know how this is but but we'll see I know is, you probably is Sally Hawkins is Sally Hawkins the little girl that does the voice of Paddington I think it, the fella's name is Ben Warsaw. I think, but Sally Hawkins, the lady who had sex with the fish, you see. Oh, she has an underwater scene in this movie, too. But luckily, she leaves the aquatic life alone. Mm. <laughs> so that because it's a family movie, you see. <laughs> I'll I'll say this, though. This movie could have been better than the first Paddington if there was a scene of her whacking off in a bathtub. But there wasn't. Unfortunately, you got to go to the old shape of water for that. But good shit, man. Good. I was fucking surprised that I like both of these movies so much because, you know, you see these fucking adaptations of existing children's or family. Lee properties or whatever and you're just like well this is gonna be shit like i originally watched this on a goof or i mean the first one and i was god damn i shut my fucking cocksucker this was great so yeah i would i would highly recommend both of it no drugs or alcohol needed <laughs> oh shit uh, you might want to take some uppers to watch that first one. That's what I would say. But yeah, okay. We are done with the Paddington films. Uh, and we are going to move on to the Terror Within. And then the Terror Within Part 2. Which I wasn't aware there was a Part 2. We shall see. We sh- I don't want to be a downer, Joe. But I did talk about these a year or so ago. Did you? All right. Well, then fuck it. I'll go I back. Did. To- <laughs> uh, other one. My other. Thing. There's a monster on a space station. I've seen the first one. Okay. Instead, we're gonna watch three movies from George with George Kennedy in them, and one of them is The Terror Within. The second one is Death Ship. And the third Death one Ship. is Death Ship. That's not Uninvited? Uh, He's in Uninvited also. Okay, I'm just getting them confused then. But I know we both talked about Uninvited. And then uh, Brain Dead. Oh fuck! I'm thinking of Dead Alive. Okay. Not that. Yeah, uh, Brain Dead's the one with like the stretched out face on the cover. Yeah. Okay. Creep Show too good. Too good for you. Uh, we've talked about that one too. We've gone through the Creep Show <laughs> movie, trying to do shit that we can write reviews for and add to the book that I'll be starting to work on again. The way you don't bring that up, otherwise it's never gonna happen, you motherfucker. Oh yeah. <laughs> all right when uh remind me what these movies are again when uh we click out of this because it's very hard to write shit in the dark okay but 
that's my own fucking fault for this lighting setup you see all right hey joe you ever graduate sorry (laughs) i didn't mean to should have said something else my apologies joe i have not uh but that's okay because uh well, no, Peter Parker has graduated. He has graduated high school. Well, that's all right. I graduated twice, Joe. I graduated high school and college. So you can have one of them if you'd like. I'm good. Would you like my associate's degree? I'll mail it to you. I don't think my life would have ended up any different had I uh, finished college or high school. Uh, but yeah, I didn't. That just a real quick Marvel team up 73. It was Daredevil teaming up with Spider Man. They fought the owl in spectacular spot for 22. Moon Knight guest starred and uh, they're fighting the Magia or whatever. And uh, Mike Zek did the art. And goddamn, does that make a difference? Uh, this is early art from him, but uh, I forget how much i really like this guy's art and back then it, he hadn't found his style yet but it's still better than like a lot of the shit we've seen in the flagship title amazing spider-man and it concludes you know that stupid dragon hit costume worst costume i've seen in marvel uh yeah he fights that guy and the 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 gangs watch him get his ass kicked by spider-man's and it's all pointless and stupid and then it goes to what tom said it's peter parker's graduation from college uh joe robertson wheels a tv in to aunt may's uh hospital room where she's still in recovery from the double heart attack so she can watch the graduation live circuit peter parker gets there hey turns out they don't have a, a cap and gown for him. Turns out they don't have a seat for him. Turns out they don't have a fucking diploma for him because the idiot didn't take a gym class and he still needs some credits to graduate. So he doesn't graduate. What happened at the hospital? We don't know because they don't show up, but I assume that may had another heart attack. You know, fucking dumb. This is dumb shit. Uh, we are edging up to 200. So maybe we'll stop this whole segment after that uh i don't know i was hoping we could get to 300 i know they get good somewhere along the line or maybe i'm just you know being nostalgic and it all sucks i don't know yeah i was thinking about that joe you don't really hear people talking about too many spider-man storylines the one you always hear people bring up is one more day and like it or not you remember that shit and you're always fucking talking about it so is that the greatest spider-man storyline ever maybe Maybe? Craven. i would say is the one that always comes last hunt (laughs) yeah again isn't that web of spider-man it ran through all three titles did it yeah so it's it was six issues i think one in Two in each fucking title that he had at the time. Mm. Gotcha. Because the only thing I remember from because I fucking hate Craven. I think he's the worst goddamn fucking villain. But yeah, I just remember that shit with the tombstone and that classic cover. So that was a yeah. web of Spider Man. That's why. 
We'll see. We'll see. Hey, Joe, you like final lists? So, Tom came up with this. It was uh, things we can do instead of doing a list. And number five, I have read and discuss a Bible verse. Well, I'm a vote against that one, bud. <laughs> uh, my number five is we can watch, not live, but separately, watch and talk about an episode of a television show. <laughs> At number four, I have viewer mail. Which would be good because we don't get any. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, JR has another question. <laughs> <laughs> Every week. Number four, I have trivia. Maybe each week we switch off doing fucking three or five or so trivia questions and. See if the other one gives a fuck or not. At number three, I have This Day in History. Joe, at number three, I have This Day in History. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. Looks like that might win. But I have a feeling our number one might both be the same, too. At number two, I have give recognition to a dog from cinema. Well, to be fair, we have done our top ten pop culture dogs before when we were doing top ten lists. Oh man, that sucked. Yeah. Number five, we can ask listeners for suggestions for top five lists, but just like you say, JR has another one. Every <laughs> couple weeks, Jake will pop in with one. Hey, Super Nintendo hit us with a favorite video games. And then it'll be like months and months in. We'll be like, holy shit, Kyle still listens. I haven't heard from him in years, but that's all right. Wait till next week. <laughs> you know what next week is, right, Joe? Yes. Na 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 na. Ends. At number one, replace it with nothing, so we can end the show a little earlier. Hey, look, we're already at two hours right now that's been pretty much uh, what we've been hitting it'd be nice to end at like an hour and 45 an hour and 40 and joe of course my number one is exactly what you just said nothing <laughs> just fucking drop it so maybe i'll put up a poll or uh, send us feedback. Let us know what you'd want to do. 
and uh, we'll go from there. Did you bother coming up with a list for next week, or are we just going to see how it goes? Let's see how it goes. Okay. I'll something just in case nothing goes. Uh, but join us next week on Monday because I will be on the road next weekend and won't be home early on Sunday. Uh, well, we'll figure all this shit out by then and, and start talking George Kennedy horror movies. DWNproductions.net, masks, bus, props, custom work. Uh, if you order something after the sale, you're probably not getting shit till fucking January. Uh, yeah, the first quarter of uh, 2024 is going to be busy as fuck for me. So hit me up fucking mid-March. No, I'll probably be bitching about how I need money. So while I'm working on shit for trans world and other stuff, I'll be like, please give me the monies. I'm January, uh, January and little bit of February is going to be a lot of trans world production mid to late January. I'm just going to be getting a bunch of like uh, flyers and sales sheets and that kind of stuff together for the show. So I'll have time then to work on uh, stuff if you want. But uh, you can always just send me fucking money to my PayPal if you want and not ask for anything in return because, you know, I've been giving you hours and hours of free entertaining content. So fuck you. Give me your money for nothing. I deserve it. A lot of other people ask for that shit. Uh fastcustomshirts.com as i mentioned earlier i am busy as shit for at least the next three weeks i hope it goes on longer than that uh if you place an order we're gonna bust our ass to get it to you as quick as we can and uh i will probably be dead you know going from uh i'd say the middle of january uh, middle of uh december through probably the beginning of february so yeah if you do need custom work that's the time to hit me uh i didn't fuck no he's got other shit to worry about do not give him any fucking work january or february we got shit that needs to be taken care of that's still gonna be even while i'm busy i'm hacking at that every night uh but uh, no, I won't be physically dead. Unfortunately, I couldn't get that lucky. Uh, but you never know. You never know. Everybody, uh, thank you for listening, watching, whatever the fuck you do. Whack off to this shit. Hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. If you have loved ones, hope you were able to see them and spend time with them. And uh, going into the old holiday season, I hope it's one of the best. You will ever have. No, I hope this one's pretty good. And every year thereafter, it just keeps getting better and better for you. So everybody, thanks again. We both appreciate it. And until next time, go fuck yourself. Oh, wait. I mean, I can't end this. (laughs) It's not letting me end it. What the fuck? (laughs) Hey, until next time. Boy, God. Yeah. <laughs>